Welcome to the Glow Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm a lifestyle YouTuber and health and wellness enthusiast. This is where we will have raw and unfiltered conversations around wellness, self-care, astrology, relationships, and career. Join me and be empowered to become your best self mentally, emotionally, and physically. It's time to manifest your dream life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Glow Radio. Today, we're going to be discussing how I am healing from my toxic relationship that was 13 years long, a very long-term relationship. And of course, like after that, you can imagine like there's so much mental and emotional healing that I need to do. And I've been going through the whole process. So I wanted to just chat with you guys about what's been going on. It's been pretty crazy lately, I gotta say. Ever since quarantine happened, like my life has really just taken a turn for the better. And uh, so much to update you guys on. So let me tell you guys the, the each of the topics that I want to share today, just so that we have some structure. It is Virgo season, so here I am, all about the organization. So first, I'm going to talk about rewiring my inner self. Number two, I'm going to be talking about communication. Number three, reflecting when triggered. Number four, reprogramming stress responses and balancing my body's energies. Number five, envisioning my healed self. So those are the main topics I want to talk about today and we're going to go very depth, very in depth, like we always do here on Glow Radio. I feel like we always have very deep conversations and I've been super appreciating all of your messages and everything, just letting me know how the podcast has inspired you or helped you. I had someone message me last week and I was just so like so warm my heart was so warm from just hearing that, that what I'm talking about is helping some of you overcome similar issues. So as always, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at underscore Jacqueline Sun or at Glow Radio Co. I would love to hear from you guys. And I find that the more I've been doing all of this inner work, the more I've been like hearing from you guys, like the more people I find are relating to this and reaching out to me, which I am just so, so grateful for. So if you guys didn't know, I used to be in a very, very long term toxic relationship. I've talked about it a lot on the podcast here. The last like few episodes, I talked in depth about 15 signs of a healthy relationship versus 15 signs of a toxic relationship. So if you guys want to go check it out, please go listen to those. It was episode 70 and episode 69. So there I go a little bit more in depth into my relationship. So after that relationship, my life actually got a lot better. But as you guys know, a lot of health issues started coming up for me. And I truly feel like my health issues came up because the universe was telling me this is a safe time now. You're in a healthy relationship. You're in, you're in your dream job. And now is like a safe time for my body to heal and for me to go over all the trauma, like mentally and emotionally. And that's why I truly believe that all this like stuff is coming up in my body. Like I'm dealing with histamine intolerance. I'm dealing with hormonal imbalance, like adrenal fatigue, all crazy things. And I am vlogging my whole health journey on YouTube. So if you guys do want to follow along with that, go check out my YouTube vlogs because that's all about health on there. So after all of this was coming out, it was so bad. Like in the beginning, I didn't know that I had histamine intolerance. So I was just constantly feeling dizzy, nauseous, anxious, like I couldn't sleep. 
because of like the adrenal fatigue. I would be so wired at nighttime and then I would wake up multiple times in the middle of the night. I was having nightmares. Like it was just so bad at the beginning of quarantine, which was back in February. It kind of all kickstarted after I had a food poisoning episode. So I had a food poisoning episode and before that I was already, I was like sick with like a cold for a little bit and you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And then it just like all kind of came out from that point. But I, I'm honestly very grateful and thankful for it because it's given me an opportunity to really dig deep and to learn about my past and like just reflect on what triggers me and learn how to have a healthier mindset. So number one, I want to talk about reprogramming or rewiring, rewiring my inner self and healing from my past traumas. This has been like a step one in healing from all my past traumas and, and health issues. So like I mentioned many times before, I truly believe that your mind impacts your physical body. And because I was going through all these health issues, like I am still going through it now, I truly believe it's because I had a lot of mental healing I needed to do from my 13 year toxic relationship and also some childhood traumas that I had, you know, growing up. So how I'm doing this is I've been journaling. I think journaling was one of the first things I did. I've always loved to journal ever since I was young. Like I love writing. I think it's just like the Pisces in me. I love just expressing myself through writing. And journaling just has helped me express my emotions and kind of realize why I'm thinking a certain way because I'm also very um, earth. I'm very earthy um, in my astrology chart. I have a Virgo moon, Virgo rising, and because of my other placements, I'm like around 50% earth. So I, me and my roommate Clara always joke that earth signs are like emotionally constipated because it's really difficult for earth signs to express their feelings and they just like usually internalize everything, keep it inside. So I do see that side of me, you know, like I don't want to be a burden to others. Like I think like no one's going to care about my feelings, so I don't talk about them and I've realized that this has caused so much like hurt and trauma for me because I haven't expressed how I felt and I haven't communicated it. Also being a water sign, being a Pisces, like I'm so emotional. And water signs can sometimes also have trouble expressing their emotions. I feel like they're very, they're usually very intuitive, but not necessarily very expressive with their words. But thankfully, I do have a Mercury in Aries. So that means how I communicate, how I speak, how I learn is in a very Aries way, a fire sign, just like quick, blunt, honest. I find that fire signs are usually the best at expressing themselves and they don't really hold on to grudges or like hold on to negative feelings for very long. I find that fire signs kind of, you know, they have a release, like an explosion, maybe a mini explosion, a big explosion, and they kind of like get over it and forget about it. But water signs, I find that they tend to dwell on things, they tend to hold on to grudges, they have a lot of, they can have a lot of resentment build up and I can see that inside of me. So journaling, I've been just like reflecting whenever I'm triggered about something. And I used to journal a lot when I was feeling negative emotions. But nowadays, I try to remind myself to journal even when I'm feeling positive. I have a few like journal prompts I wanted to share with you guys. So I was actually reading my last year's journal and I found that the period of time when I was actually like thinking about quitting my previous job, I like hated that job, it was the worst job of my life. I talk about that in my career episode, how I manifested my dream career in episode 66 if you guys want to hear more about like my career journey. So after I quit that job and I was kind of pursuing the podcast with Clara at that time for like most of my um, focus and just like focusing on being an entrepreneur, I actually found that I had really good habits in journaling. I would write down at the end of almost every day, 
I'll write down what I was grateful for, what went well in that day. So it would cause me to reflect and think back to what went well and kind of look for the positive things. And then I would also write a list of things that I was thankful for that haven't happened yet. So kind of like manifesting the future, I would say, oh, I'm thankful for signing a new guest on the podcast or looking forward to speaking at more events, you know, things like that. I would write that I was thankful for them, even though they haven't happened. So I was manifesting them into reality. And now I've realized like, so many successful people do this and I've talked to you guys about Dr. Joe Dispenza. I've been learning so much from him and I've been doing his meditations. They've been honestly life-changing. Highly, highly recommend if you guys are working on healing your mind or if you have a physical condition that you want to heal from. I feel like he is like amazing at it. So what he talks about is basically reprogramming your mind in order to heal your body and teaching yourself to feel elevated emotions such as love, joy, gratefulness, inspiration, like basically all kinds of positive emotions. His meditations teach you to really feel those emotions and when you feel them then your body also changes because you guys might have heard you know you can't live a positive life with a negative mind. So I feel like he's really putting that into action. And I've just been doing his morning and evening meditations and they truly changed my life. I used to be so like adverse to meditation, not because I thought it didn't work, because I knew that a lot of my friends and family practice meditation like my parents do because my parents are um, Christian, you know, they do meditations when they read the Bible and my friends like who are not religious, they also practice meditation, you know, so it's it's something that's very familiar to me, but I never got into it because I'm such a I'm such an antsy person like I'm constantly like jittery or like I, I like to move around. It's really hard for me to calm my mind. But this year, when I was going through so much trauma and just like all my health issues are coming up, so many of my friends suggested to me, they were like, hey, I think like meditation would really help you. And I finally took that into real consideration because in the past, like I've tried it. I've tried so many things. I've tried the Headspace app. I've tried the Insight Timer app, but none of it really stuck for me. And I felt like it was just not the right time. You know, and I felt like this year I was really just pushed to start it. So in the beginning, I made small steps. You know, I started with doing only five minutes at a time because I knew that I couldn't sit still for a long time. And I wanted to make like, you know, bite sized goals for myself. What I've learned in the past is not to bite off more than I can chew because that usually tends to lead to discouragement and being too hard on yourself and that's kind of how back in the day like I fell into an eating disorder habit like I fell into binge eating it's just because I kept trying to you know reach these crazy big goals not saying that you shouldn't have big goals but I had to like start with smaller baby steps so this time around like learning from those years I started really small with meditation and I find that Whenever I'm learning a new skill nowadays, I try to do this as well, where I start really, really small, just like baby steps. So starting off with five minutes, gradually moved on to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and now I'm able to do the Dr. Joe Dispenza meditations. The morning and evening one is about like 25 minutes. And, you know, every day is different. Not every day is the same. Some days I have excellent focus. And I'm able to like really visualize my future and and manifest what I want. And some other days I'm a little bit more antsy, you know, I'm a bit more distracted. There's more things going on in my mind and that's totally okay. You know, it's all part of the process. I'm not hard on myself because not every day has to be perfect. In the beginning when I was doing the meditations, I found myself being so caught up in doing it correctly. I was like so worried. I was like, am I doing this correctly? I need to know 
the correct method. I think that's like the Virgo side of me. I'm like, I need to do it perfectly. And I realize, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. Not every meditation is going to be perfect, yet it's still working. You know, I'm, I'm making baby steps towards where I want to be and, and it's still working even when I don't see it because I feel like meditation is something that produces bigger results over a long period of time. So even though I don't really see like drastic changes right away, now looking back, I'm like, wow, I can meditate for like half an hour. And back in the day, I could barely meditate for five minutes, you know, so it's about like being patient and like just remembering where you started and and how like every expert was once a beginner. Not saying that I'm an expert now at meditation, but I have come a long way. And I feel like this applies in so many areas of life, like with health and fitness. When you're trying to reach a fitness goal, you're not going to see drastic results like day to day. But once you look back, like after a few months, you know, after a few years, you can really see your progress. So that's my whole thing on meditating and journaling. Journaling, I've also been doing a few other like journal prompts. I've been really enjoying the Holistic Psychologist on Instagram. I subscribed to her newsletter and she actually has this free like PDF of seven journal prompts. And it, it talks about like traits that your future self will have, a daily affirmation, what you're grateful for and like how your future self will feel. So it's I feel like it's very connected to the Dispenza teaching. So I've been really enjoying this type of, I guess like learning and thinking. And now on Instagram, I've been following a lot more accounts that talk about this too. I find that it's really helpful for me. And instead of just like following accounts that don't really give me much value or meaning, I find that, yeah, learning about psychology and like mindset shifts have just changed my life. So doing this, rewiring my inner self, I've been meditating, journaling, and another thing I've been doing is forgiving and releasing. So back early on, like in quarantine, the early days, I feel like I had so much stuff to release. It was crazy. Like I would literally wake up at like 4 a.m. being reminded of an incident, you know, with a friendship falling out that happened or an argument I had with my toxic ex. I would be reminded of these things and they would just keep replaying in my mind. I wouldn't be able to stop thinking about them. So I decided to journal. I would write about all the feelings that I'm feeling. And I also wrote out, you know, I forgive so-and-so for hurting me. I forgive my ex for doing this. And I you know, felt the feelings of anger and frustration. I allowed myself to feel that. But then I would also breathe and release it because ultimately I don't want to be hanging on to those feelings of anger and frustration. It's it's only hurting myself, you know. It's not hurting anyone else except me. So it's like a practice. I'm not saying like if you write, I forgive someone, one time it's going to be gone, you know. It's uh, I was with my ex for 13 years and there's so much that I need to release and forgive and I feel like only recently I've been a lot lighter, you know, I've been feeling a lot freer from all those negative emotions, which I'm so grateful for, but it's definitely a process that cannot be rushed. So I would just kind of deal with the these memories as they came up and some stuff like from my childhood, from my parents came up as well and I would write about those. And me and my best friend and roommate, Clara, have been going through a lot of similar, like, healing lately. So we'd be sharing with each other what we've been going through. And it's just been awesome to kind of see both of our progress. We also read another book called The Universe Has Your Back. It's by Gabby Bernstein. I also really love that one because it talks about universal assignments. And I truly feel like me and Clara, like our relationship is a universal assignment for me. And I've talked to her about this before too, because it's just um so like, like fate, you know, like it's meant to be like, I don't even know why we're friends because we're honestly very different people. And 
what a universal assignment could be is that when someone comes into your life, you might feel like they say certain things that trigger you a lot. And then you're like pushed to deal with those things. If you don't deal with them, if you don't communicate it, it's just going to keep coming up, you know, in another relationship in the future. And I feel like Clara has been the universal assignment that I've chosen to deal with because I've had these triggers in the past with other relationships, but I chose not to deal with them and they've come up now and I've finally been able to communicate. For example, I told Clara, you know, there's certain things she says to me that are meant to be like lighthearted joking that really trigger me because of certain memories I had in the past. One of the things I told her was that, uh, she would like, you know, make fun of my fashion sense, not in a mean, like, like rude toxic way it's honestly just a joke and she's like a gemini rising you know sagittarius sun just very honest blunt and gemini's always like like to joke around sagittarius as well so she would make those comments and then i would be so triggered but i knew it was it was because of me it wasn't because she was intentionally trying to hurt me so i knew that it was something that i had to reflect on and then finally when i read the book the universe has your back and she talks about the universal assignment. I was like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I've been feeling. And I need to tell Clara this is what it is because I didn't know how to talk to her about it before. So I'm so glad that the universe like, you know, brought me to that book and then gave me this opportunity and gave me the words to say to Clara. So I told her that those comments really triggered me. And I, now I even forget oh I think it okay I almost forgot why it triggered me because I've been like just releasing it but it triggered me because back in the day my mom used to tell me like fashion is so materialistic and she just felt like it wasn't the path for me and I'm gonna talk about my me and my mom's relationship in a bit because it's very different now it's honestly been so redeeming but I kind of misunderstood my mom back in the day. I think I took her words way too personally, even though she kind of meant it just as a suggestion or her opinion. But to me, I just like took it very personally and I felt very hurt that, you know, she didn't want me to pursue fashion or didn't appreciate my love for fashion because that is something that is an interest for me, you know, even though I don't think I want to be like, a fashion designer or anything now but it is a big part of my life and I do love fashion so I told Clara that how when she makes those jokes it like really triggers me because of that memory that I have from my mom and then we just like talked about it, it was such a healing moment and yeah it was it was just crazy I feel like it brought our relationship a lot closer as well so that's an example of how I, you know, had to release something and just communicate what was on my mind. I feel like for me in the past, a lot of the time I wouldn't communicate these things. Like if someone close to me said something to me and really hurt me or triggered me for some reason, I would just keep it inside and then build resentment for that person, especially my parents. Like I didn't talk to them about a lot of these issues and then it just built up. It turned into like anger and Joe Dispenza kind of talks about this, how it turns into a mood if you've been in it for a long time and then it becomes your personality and you just become this angry person. And I could see myself being that angry person around my parents. Like I was constantly just irritated at them, like gave them attitude and was angry and they didn't even know why. And it was because I had all this built up resentment from my childhood, which is like years, like decades ago. So it feels really good to finally express these things and let it out. And now I know like if something is bothering me, like I should say it like sooner than later because I don't want to let it build up. I don't want to let it fester. It's better to get it out now. And yeah, I just don't want it to, you know, turn into something negative in my body and turn into a health condition. Another thing that's been really helping me is The Emotion Code. I've talked to you guys about this in many episodes. So it's another book. This one is by Dr. Bradley Nelson. And I actually read The Emotion Code before learning about Joe Dispenza and before reading Dr. Joe Dispenza's book. I'm still in the middle of it. I'm reading Becoming Supernatural. But The Emotion Code, I feel like, is a little bit less in-depth, but it's very similar to 
what Dr. Joe Dispenza is talking about. It's talking about how we can have trapped emotions in our body from, you know, certain events if we didn't release them properly, if we didn't communicate them or allowed ourselves to feel those emotions. And then the method in the emotion code is you literally use a magnet and then you run it through your meridian line, which is just through the center of your head down your neck. And that's like a line in acupuncture too. It's like one of the main like lines in your body that kind of regulate everything. So you just have the intention of releasing the trapped emotion that you found and you run the magnet through your line like anywhere from three to ten times depending on the emotion and it's released. You know, you do these muscle tests on your body to figure out because your subconscious will tell you which trapped emotion you have. There's like a whole chart in the book. So... You can also absorb like emotions from other people or you can have emotions that are passed down from your ancestors. So I've been doing that a lot. It's been taking time, you know. I release emotions here and there. I don't do it as much as I used to because I feel like a lot of the negative emotions have been released now, but from time to time, you know. So it's a lifelong process. And I remember the first few times that I released emotions, I felt so much better, like... The next day, it, it was like crazy how like drastic the change was. So highly recommend looking into that book as well. Yeah, I feel like those those three books and like teachers have been helping me a lot. A lot. The Emotion Code, The Universe Has Your Back, Gabby Bernstein. She also has a few other books that I hope to read in the future too. And Dr. Joe Dispenza. So that's all in number one, <laughs> rewiring my inner self. I know that was a lot, but let's move on to number two, communication. For me, I learned to communicate a lot of the issues I was dealing with with my boyfriend and being like vulnerable and transparent with him. Before, it was really difficult for me to talk about my emotions, especially because I was in a toxic relationship. And I feel like when I was growing up, I learned that, you know, when I spoke up, I felt like, you know, my parents yelled at me for certain things and they might have not realized the effect it had on me. And of course, I don't think they were meaning to, you know, hurt me. But, you know, my childhood was difficult because I think my my parents had a lot of issues when I was young and it was just like a bad time growing up. So they didn't know how to parent me in the best way. And I absorbed a lot of that negativity and even in my toxic relationship I felt like every time I brought something up to him or how I felt he wouldn't receive it well or we would get into a huge argument about it so I was scared you know to bring things up to my current boyfriend like Sean like he is my dream man I've talked to you guys about how I manifested him and every time I talk about something to him every time I like cry to him about something that I need to heal from he's been so understanding and it's been helping me heal because it's helping me like relearn that habit or re retrain my mind to tell myself it's okay to have these emotions it's okay to feel sad sometimes it's okay to be hurt it's okay to be triggered and you know the person closest to you like your significant other should be understanding of these things and Sean has really really showed me that so I'm so grateful for it and I feel like every time I speak to him about something it just like brings our relationship closer it helps me be more loving because I'm breaking my walls down and also I'm able to receive more love from him too and it's just helped our relationship so much and it's interesting because Another thing I've noticed here is that I had this perception of my parents, like all like when I was young and almost until now, like just before I had that redeeming conversation with my mom, I had this perception that my mom was very controlling when I was younger and that like I would always get in trouble for things. My mom would always say no, I wasn't allowed to do things and and things would just blow up into like a huge argument and 
now I've realized like that perception was just my own perception and my mom actually wasn't trying to be controlling. I'm going to go deeper into our conversation in a bit, but because I had that perception of my parents in that way, I found that when I was with my ex, you know, he actually was a very controlling person. So was his family. So was his mom. And every time I brought up something to him, it would turn into a huge argument. And it was almost like because my parents or because my perception of my parents was like that, I attracted him. Like I attracted that type of unhealthy person. So it's very interesting. Like I'm like a lot of psychology talks about how you like attract people who are like your parents. And I really feel like that's why I was like in that relationship because of how I thought my parents were. So another thing, let's let's go deep into this conversation I had with my mom this past week because I feel like this is a big, big part of my healing. So as I was doing all like the meditations by Dr. Joe Dispenza, journaling, just like manifesting my healthy body, my dream like healthy body, things just started happening. You know, my mom actually reached out to me and she she's active on social media and she noticed that I was talking a lot about my childhood traumas and she was like you know how about we like have a conversation about it discuss it and like so we can understand each other better and I feel like in the past even by her saying that I probably would be so triggered and and just be like you know, like angry for no reason about it. But I think because I've been forgiving a lot and releasing, I was very open to having a conversation with her about it because I have released so much anger. So last week I went over to my parents' place for dinner and I talked about astrology to my parents. And that was like the very, very first time I've ever talked to them about astrology because both my parents and my my mom's family is very Christian. I have Christian roots as well. And for for them like I could, they're very traditional and in in a certain way and sometimes like people who are christian believe that you know all this astrology stuff can be like witchcraft and like from the devil and just like not good things but i actually wanted to talk to my mom about it because i feel like astrology is actually super biblical because i feel like by me learning about astrology i can see how god really paid attention to the details and thought about all these things like for each person even before we were born and i explained to her like the reason i really love astrology is not like i'm believing it in it as like super black and white and like like idolizing it but It's taught me about different personalities and it's helped me communicate with people better. And by me explaining that to her, her response actually surprised me a lot. She was like, oh, like she understood. And she was like, thank you for sharing. Like, I'm so glad like you are mature now and we can discuss these things in a very open way. And that just kind of redeemed my mindset and my perception of her. I was like, oh, like. I can have dialogue with my mom. You know, it doesn't have to be like me taking orders from her because my mom has a Scorpio Mercury. So how she communicates is very Scorpio. It's like very sharp and direct. And all my life, I used to think like the things she said was a hard rule. But now, like as I'm older, I've actually realized like she's told me like the things she says is not a hard rule. It's actually just a suggestion. But I think because of her Scorpio style of communicating, it sounds very sharp and it can sound like a hard rule, but that's actually not what she means. For example, I told my mom, I was like, you know, do you remember how you said that I wasn't allowed to date until second year university? And she was like, that was just a suggestion. You know, she was like saying like, oh, it's probably like, better to wait until then because you know I'll be more settled in life you know you know like all the normal Asian stuff but it was very shocking to me that she meant it as a suggestion and even nowadays like as we communicate because I understand her now and I understand more of her communication I don't like take her words as orders or like Because I'm a Pisces and I'm so mutable. Like Virgos are also mutable, meaning like we're very easily influenced. So if someone like, 
gives me their opinion on something, I can be very easily influenced and that is a downfall of mine that I am working on and I'm working on being like firmer in myself. So I explained that to my mom, you know, that I'm a very easily influenced person and like I was able to communicate that to her. I actually learned that my mom is a Libra moon and a Libra rising and I feel like after finding that out, I was shook because I was like, oh my god, this is like why I felt like my mom was so inconsistent when I was younger. So Libras are very indecisive. I can see that in my mom. My mom also told me I'm very similar to my dad because both me and my dad are very like earth sign. My dad's a Capricorn and he's like, I think about like 40% earth. Well, I'm actually more earth than him. I'm like a 50. So my mom was saying that just because she said no to me one time for one incident, it doesn't mean that it was going to be no forever. But because I'm like very earthy, earth signs are very consistent. They're stable. And generally we respond like very similarly in different circumstances. So I thought that because my mom said no, I couldn't do one thing. Like she was just being controlling and she would say no forever. And it kind of made me scared to ask her things because I was so fearful that she was controlling and and she was actually very frustrated by this because she tried to explain to me so many times that she's not controlling but I just didn't get it because I only saw her as that and only I would say only recently I finally see differently now like my eyes are opened and I'm honestly shook because it's taken me like 28 years to understand this and to understand my parents and Honestly, I'm still grateful for it. You know, some people don't understand their parents for their whole lives. So I'm thankful that it is happening for me now. And since my mom is a Libra moon, Libra rising, like Libras are actually very accommodating. They're very accommodating. Um, they're more easygoing and they want everyone to, you know, be in balance and harmony and they want like the other person to be happy. So for me, I only saw my mom's Scorpio side. And I probably saw like her Cancer Mars, very protective, nurturing, and like sharp, but I didn't see her Libra side. So I, I was like, why is my mom so inconsistent? You know, sometimes she'll like blow up and be mad about something and then other times she won't. And now I'm like, that is like such an air sign quality, you know, like air signs are more like, they're like floating particles, you know, they're flexible and they kind of like go with the flow. But like for me, an earth sign, we're like solid, like dirt, you know? So I talked to my mom about that. My dad is also a Sagittarius moon and a Sagittarius rising. And I feel like I can see that so much now. Like Sagittarius are very blunt. They love to joke around. And I feel like that's why I used to be so offended by things that my dad said when I was younger. Like even though he wasn't intending it to be hurtful or mean, but because I'm a Pisces, I'm so sensitive, you know? So I was able to understand him more in that way too. And it was really funny when I was talking to my parents about astrology because my dad, he like remembered what time he was born, but my mom didn't. And my mom like literally, or my dad literally FaceTimed my grandma, like my mom's mom while we were having dinner so that I could ask her what time my mom was born. And I feel like that's such a Sagittarius moon thing to do. <laughs> so like impulsive. And then moving on, I also talked to my mom about my childhood. You know, I told her my mom and my dad used to argue so much when I was younger. They just had a lot of issues. Like their relationship now is a lot different than it was when I was younger, but they were working through a lot of things and it was just a bad time for them to have me as a kid. But, you know, it was inevitable. Like the universe gave them a child. God gave them a child. And... I explained to my mom, you know, because I saw her and my dad argue so much when I was younger, I thought that was normal. And then I started arguing with my ex so much, like literally be World War Three, we'd be screaming and like I feel like the neighbors could hear us. It was just so bad. And I thought that was normal because I saw my parents do that. And then I told that to my mom and my mom's like, no, that is not normal. She knew it was not normal. It was very unhealthy and she admitted that she had a lot of like anger issues when I was younger and she explained you know my mom's family was 
fleeing from Vietnam during the Civil War. So my mom has like eight siblings, a lot of siblings, and a lot of the in-laws in my family have said that like my mom's family has anger issues. And I think it's because like they just went through so much chaos when they were leaving Vietnam. And my mom explained that to me and I, I understand. Like, it's very understandable because it's a very, like, hectic, traumatizing time for them. So, my mom is not, like, she's changed a lot over the years. She's transformed and she doesn't really go, like, that crazy <laughs> anymore. But it was very influential to me because, you know, the first five years of your life, like, whatever happens in those years, like, it really impacts you. And I think that's that's what I went through with my parents. And then... I also brought up a few memories with my mom. I told her, you know, I felt like she was very controlling because she didn't let me go to the movies or like concerts with my friends. And my mom explained to me like the reason why she said no is because she had such a bad experience with those things when she was growing up in Vietnam because it was wartime, which I understand. And she also said it was because she felt like the friends I was hanging out with at that time weren't very reliable. But she didn't really explain. And, you know, those things are really hard to communicate to your to your children. And she was just so, like, adamant on it. Probably, like, her Scorpio cancer side. And I was very frustrated because I was like, I just want to go with my friends, you know? Like, being young, like, it's it's good for you to have friends so then you can learn how to communicate with people. And my mom, she understands that. She actually was very understanding of that now and she told me that back before she wouldn't like to explain things she wouldn't like to explain why she's doing something or like her thoughts on something and that's also why I was so frustrated because I never understood why she was doing something she didn't like to explain it and now she's realized like that's not a good thing like she should explain how she's feeling and, and I feel like that's also something that I've learned you know like I've learned to be more expressive and explain my thoughts so that was very healing for me to discuss that with her and I told her you know because I felt like she was controlling and didn't let me go out a lot when I was in university I actually didn't have a lot of friends at that time like I was dating my toxic ex but I was very introverted during the, that time. I didn't like people. I didn't like meeting new friends. And I told my mom it's because, you know, I felt like she was so controlling and she didn't let me go out. And I just like kind of gave up on making friends. Um, and yeah, I also told her when I was choosing a university to go to, it was like a gong show. So I originally wanted to go to a university that was out of town and my mom didn't understand why. Also, I didn't explain to her. So now I told her, I was like, the reason why I wanted to go to a university that was out of town is because I wanted to be independent. I wanted to live away from my parents because I felt like she was so controlling. So I just wanted to be like out of the house. And I explained to her, you know, I have an Aquarius Mars. I'm very rebellious. I don't like to be controlled. And I just like to be a free spirit. So at that time, I actually learned that my dad was making a lot of the decisions behind the scenes. So when I was younger, I would say that I didn't really respect my dad a lot because I thought that he wouldn't say anything and my mom would be making all the decisions. But now that I'm older and have this conversation with my mom, I actually realized, you know, my dad didn't say anything. Because he's so earth sign. He's like so emotionally constipated. keeps everything inside. Doesn't really talk about things. So I thought that he wasn't making any of the decisions. And my mom was actually annoyed. Because my dad would keep like pestering her. And be like how come you're not disciplining our daughter or whatever. So my mom would go and like yell at me about something. So that I, re I thought that she was the one like bringing it up. And it was her idea. But I realized like you know it's because she was having communication issues with my dad and my dad was being like very quiet about things. So I told my mom about the whole university thing and it's actually, it was actually my dad that wanted me to go to the local school. Like I went to UBC and he, because my dad, fortunately, he paid for my university, which I'm very grateful for. I'm an only child and I'm grateful that he was able to do that for me. So he thought it was like a better financial decision 
to go somewhere local and like UBC is a good school. But at the end of it, my mom was actually very easygoing about it. She didn't care if I went to like another university, but it was my dad paying for it. So, you know, it wasn't her money. So she couldn't really say anything about that. And I feel like that was just a very unfortunate situation because I don't even know what the solution would have been because I was so strong on the fact that I wanted to be independent and I wanted to live away from my parents just because I hated the environment at home. I told my mom, I was like, maybe if like dad told me that, um, like about the financial cost of university and like I could have worked and saved some money to like pay for it. But then my mom's like, yeah, like there's really no way I would have been able to pay for so much because it was very expensive and I would have had to deal with student loans and she really didn't want me to do that. But I feel like it was just nice to talk about it and get it off my chest because I feel like I've been holding on to that anger for so long and to just be able to have a positive conversation with my mom about it was was very redeeming and healing. I also explained to my mom you know, I used to play piano and I loved it when we used to live in Calgary because there were a lot of, a lot of other girls that learned with the instructor that I was with and we were all like friends with each other. We would play at like the recitals and concerts together and I'm the type of person that learns better in group settings. So like I love like team things, like team sports, things like that just because I learn better that way. and. It's hard for me to do things by myself. Like there's a side of me that is independent. I like to do work by myself, but then I also like to have times where I have communication with a group. And when we moved to Vancouver, I really started hating piano because I didn't know anyone that was learning with me anymore. And and I just like, that's why I didn't like it. But I, at the same time, I didn't know how to communicate that to my mom. And she's like, yeah, she didn't know that either. But I'm like, yeah, I didn't tell you because I didn't know how to. And I brought up that memory when my mom was super upset that I didn't do as well as she expected on my piano exam. Like she was literally crying about it. And she had bought me this bracelet that I really wanted. And she was like saying... I would get this bracelet if I got the certain score, like if I got, I don't know, like 80% on the exam or something, but I ended up not getting 80%, And but she had already bought the bracelet because she believed in me, and then she was just like crying about it. Honestly, when I told her that, she didn't even remember that memory, but I was saying like, you know, I feel like a lot of the memories in my past that were hurtful, it's because my mom was taking on too much of my life as her own. And she really understood when she said that. She's like, that's probably like a, a mistake that a lot of parents make. And because be like she is a Scorpio and Cancer Mars, you know, I feel like water signs tend to do that more than other signs. So I'm glad that I was able to say that because her like realizing that was also very healing for me. And like lastly, I also told my mom so much more about my toxic 13 year relationship, like so many things that I was unhappy about, so many things that we argued about. And my mom actually didn't even know that my relationship was so toxic. She thought that we were happy. And it's funny because she said that she noticed I was a lot more serious back then when I was in that relationship. I didn't like to joke around and I was just being very Virgo, like in a negative way. And I explained that to my mom. I was like that because I was angry, you know. We were fighting almost every day and I just couldn't be like lighthearted because I wasn't happy. And now my mom, I feel like she sees like the better side of me, the positive side. Like I, I'm a very fun, easygoing person, but I wasn't like that when I was with my ex. And she just thought that everything was going well. And I honestly think that it's better that she didn't know because I wasn't in the right mindset to communicate with her at that time anyway. Like if she said anything, if she didn't like him, I probably wouldn't have listened to her anyways because I wasn't in a good headspace for that. But it's funny because my dad is actually the one who noticed like a lot of negative traits in him. And I feel like because my dad and I are so earth, because the things I got mad at him were like about being irresponsible, being like late and like 
just like things that are very important to earth signs he wasn't that and my dad noticed that and like I obviously was like very bothered by those things so yeah that's that's probably why our relationship didn't work out you know because he was very he was very air sign but in in a very toxic way so that's about the conversation I had with my mom I'm looking forward to having more conversations I feel like this was like the first breakthrough and honestly I've been like this is something I feel like I haven't even explicitly asked the universe or manifested but the universe has given me what I needed and I feel like this happens all the time when I'm manifesting things like when I was manifesting my dream man my dream job I got everything I wanted in my manifestation list and even more, which I'm just so, so grateful for. So that was on communication. This is going to be like a very long, detailed episode. So hope you guys are enjoying this. Number three, reflecting when triggered. So I've had a few incidents where I was very, very triggered. I've talked to you guys about it. I talked to you guys about how that incident happened with a podcast when I was scheduling the guest and it fell through and I was very very triggered by the rejection if you guys want to hear about that story in depth it's in episode 69 just before I talk about um the traits of a toxic relationship I share that story so if you guys want to go listen to it that was such a bad trigger and I haven't felt that way in a really, really long time. It made me feel like how I felt when I was with my ex. Like those feelings of insecurity and not being safe. And I actually didn't even talk to my boyfriend much about it. Like in the beginning of the week, it happened in the beginning. And then I only talked to him at the end of the week. I was like sobbing about it and just having a bad week. Like, literally, this small incident triggered so much inside of me, and I'm very glad that I was able to tell him that, because he told me and has shown me, you know, that he always wants me to feel safe, feel secure, and I'm always allowed to talk to him about anything that's on my mind. So after I brought that up to him, I was able to help, it was able to help me heal, and I also journaled about it a lot. I would write down affirmations just to overcome all the negative thoughts that I was having and yeah a reminder here is that we're always going to have negative thoughts it's about how quickly you make that switch to like say what's true and what's positive so but this week was extra difficult for me so I was like writing tons of affirmations you know like I am worthy I am enough you know all that kind of stuff and loving myself and not being hard on myself and being kind to myself. Like all those things I really, really had to push myself to practice and to find the root issues of my insecurities. So after I talked to my boyfriend about it, I feel like it really helped me release and it helped me realize so many things. Like in my childhood, he was able to like get to know me better. So yeah, that was a that was a main triggering moment. And there's been other like triggering times where like in at work I feel like I talk about it in the previous episode where I talk about communication in the workplace episode 71 I shared about how like I had a very stressed out coworker. it was very triggering for me because I felt like she reminded me of my ex's mom and just processing through that I feel like all these events have shown me something that I need to heal in myself and I chose not to ignore it which has been helpful and it's actually taught me to have more empathy and compassion for other people whenever I'm triggered by these incidents I'm reminded of something and I'm like I never want to make someone else feel the way that I felt in those negative situations so I feel like the universe showed me these things so that I can really be aware of them and I can adjust my communication. You know, like when I speak to someone, I never want to make them feel like offended or, you know, hurt, upset. Of course, I can't control how they feel. I can only do my best. And if they still respond in like a negative way, that's not on me. You know, I did everything that I could. So I I really learned to do unto others as you want done unto you, the golden rule. 
I feel like life has really shown me a lot of things that I didn't used to understand or relate to. Like, for example, my health issues. When I was a personal trainer and a health coach back in the day, I was a personal trainer for almost five years. I didn't really understand why some people couldn't reach their fitness goals or they they had like so many things that were blocking them or it wasn't as quick for them as it was for me back in the day you know I was a very healthy individual and it was I feel like my health journey was pretty quick in the beginning because I was you know younger and just more healthy in general and now be being where I am now going through all the health issues I've gone through I have so much more compassion and empathy for people who are going through something similar and I'm like I totally understand and get it if you can't do an intense workout right now because I haven't worked out you know for five months and I used to work out like very intensely I used to love that I used to love lifting weights high intensity training and right now I'm realizing that it's a time for my body to heal and I don't need to do intense exercise you know I do miss it but it's not you know I'm not sinning by not doing intense exercise and I've just learned to not be hard on myself and not be hard on others because of what I'm going through. And also another example here, it's like the universe has really showed me things that are like mirroring myself. So one time, this was many years ago when I was like first starting the podcast, I was trying to share it with like all my friends and family and just to get like more listeners and I was like sending it to people on Instagram DM and then I had a friend reach out to me and be like um, she asked me to not like send her like my episodes in direct DM. She's like, yeah, like I support you, but she just didn't want me to send her the messages through direct message. And at first I was like a little bit offended by that because I was like, why like, you know, why would she not want to receive them? And then flash forward to a few years, like I think recently, like probably like last year-ish, I had a friend of mine that kept, you know, DMing me her new posts and things like that because she wanted me to see them and comment. And I realized how kind of how annoying that is, you know? Like I love that person and they're not a bad person, but I realized why that friend of mine before didn't appreciate it because I can see that it can get kind of annoying. And I didn't enjoy it. So that was like a moment where the universe really showed me like a mirror of what I was doing. It's it's truly like a growing pain. So I feel like life kind of does that to you sometimes when you're aware of it. It'll show you something that you were doing to someone else and you're like, oh, that's why that other person didn't like it. And also like back when I was a personal trainer, I feel like I was attracting a lot of people that were just like very negative and draining and not the type of people I wanted to be around. And I feel like it was because I was unhealthy at that time. You know, your your vibe attracts your tribe. So how you are as a person, you're going to attract the same, you know, similar types of people. So I realized back in the day, I was like attracting a lot of negative people or people that were like energy vampires. And even like my ex, that relationship, it was not a good relationship and I realized it because I was an unhealthy person at that time. So if you're someone who is attracting like negative people in your life, maybe there's something that you don't need to reflect on. And these things take time, you know. I haven't even realized that until now and that was years ago. So, you know, the universe might show you something that you need to learn and it could take time. That's all I'm going to say about that. Number four, reprogramming my stress response and balancing my energy. So a few things here. I feel like I'll, I'll talk about a few like more practical lifestyle habits that I've changed here. So I've learned how to breathe better. I tend to get stressed very easily or I used to get stressed very easily. I feel like now I'm really like learning how to manage my stress a lot better. And my chiropractor actually taught me how to belly breathe and to breathe like into my stomach instead of breathing into my chest because breathing into your chest can like make you hold a lot of tension in your shoulders and your neck. So I've been practicing belly breathing, especially when I'm meditating or even before bed. 
that's been helping my stress response a lot. And my naturopath also suggested that I take like hot and cold showers. You guys might have heard about this before. I know Tony Robbins always like jumps in cold water every single morning. So this is not something new to me, but it's just something that I never really did because I hate cold showers. <laughs> so now like when I take a shower at the end of it, I like change the water to cold and like just like try to stay there as long as possible. Some days is longer than others. Like it's probably just for like a minute or something. But I feel like that's you know, been been making small changes. Like, this is something that you won't really notice changes until after, like, at least a few weeks or a few months. So that's what I've been doing. And some lifestyle changes that are... Some are, like, temporary and some are long-term. So temporarily, because I have histamine intolerance, I've been doing my best to eat lower histamine foods, but also not obsessing over it. Like, back in the day... When I was struggling with my eating disorder, I would be so obsessed over like eating healthy foods and I'd be so guilty or feel so guilty or, or bad or hard on myself whenever I ate something that was unhealthy, quote unquote. So now I just do my best, but I still got to enjoy life. You know, I'm, I'm manifesting my dream body. I'm practicing feeling those elevated emotions and just envisioning myself eating whatever I want and not like feeling the histamine response and by eating whatever I want I'm not saying like I'm abusing my body and like eating junk food fast food all the time I'm saying if I want to go out with my girlfriends have a glass of wine and just like have a meal I want to do that and not worry about my body reacting and having this like dramatic response so that's what I'm manifesting and And I am doing my best to eat low histamine foods as much as I can. So it's really a balance here. And I've also been seeing my naturopath. I've been following her recommendations. And that's been really helping me out. She's been giving me a lot of supplements for my gut and for my liver. Because those those areas in my body are kind of responsible for like my histamine response. And it could be like the cause of this and... Obviously, like, the root root cause is because of my stress, but those body parts could use some help. So I've been taking some supplements for those. I've been really upping my water intake, too, because drinking water can help flush out toxins and flush out the extra estrogen that my body might be having. You know, this is not new stuff. I'm sure everyone knows water is good for you. And I just realized, like, you know, back in the day when I was more into health and fitness or when I was a personal trainer, I was drinking tons of water a day. When I was prepping for a bikini competition, I think I was drinking like seven liters of water a day. So now I, I got a bit like lazy about that. So I've been focusing more on drinking more water. And I've been also going to other holistic health practitioners. So like acupuncture, chiropractor, I'm getting a lot of foot massages, reflexology, and just like relaxing and I feel like these things in a combination with shifting my mindset has really helped because if I were to only do these things and not change my mindset, I probably wouldn't be healing. And that's kind of what was happening in the beginning. Like I went to acupuncture so many times because I thought that it worked for me last year. But this year I was like, why is it like it's giving me some progress, but not as much as I would have liked. And since I started like meditating more and really focusing on reprogramming my mind, I've seen more results. So I feel like these things need to be done in a combination with your mindset shift or else, you know, one without the other might not have such a big effect. I feel like the mindset shift is ultimately the most, most, most important, but it's also good to develop some light, some healthy lifestyle changes as well. Lastly, envisioning my healed self. So I've talked to you guys already in this episode about how I manifest, you know, visualize and feel the emotions of how it would feel like when I'm healed. And I actually got a taste of this, I would say a few months ago, I just got this like shot of feeling of me, you know, going to happy hour, drinking wine with my girlfriends, just having a good time. And I felt that feeling and I was like so excited because I was like, I'm going to feel like that one day, you know, and even better than I was in the past. So it keeps me like looking forward to that. 
I feel like manifesting can really create like a snowball effect. Once you get one breakthrough, hold on to that positive feeling and look for the next breakthrough. This is what Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about in his meditations too. You know, hang on to that elevated emotion and just look forward to the next thing. So I'm practicing feeling the feelings of being healed and being who I want to be. It's about using a conscious effect to reprogram your subconscious and writing manifestation lists, you know, not only writing them, but really feeling it because Dispenza was talking about how some people, you know, they write out manifestation lists. They like have all these things they want to manifest, but they don't happen. It's because you're not feeling the emotions of how you will feel when you get those things. You might still be living in fear, being stressed out, being negative, being angry, frustrated. You can't manifest those things if you're still living in those negative emotions. And I've truly learned that. So <laughs> those are some things that I've been going through. I feel like this was a really, really big episode because I had so much to update you guys on. And honestly, I can talk for hours on this stuff. Like every time I meet up with my girlfriends, I'm like yapping <laughs> about this because it's honestly what I'm so passionate about. And because I'm seeing positive results in my body, in my mind, in my life, I truly want this for other people. You know, I, I want you guys to not live in anger and to live in joy and just to be filled with happiness. So that's what really pushes me to keep doing these episodes. I hope that this was helpful for you guys. If it is, please leave a review on iTunes. It would mean so much to me. DM me, leave a comment on Instagram. I would love to hear from you guys. And you can always let me know if there's anything you want me to talk more about, to go in more detail. I would love to share. So thank you so much for listening. And I will chat with you guys in the next episode. Love you all. Bye.